come on in. It's Small Town D&D with Chelsea Lee. Has anyone ever said that you look very nice today? With David Dillon. This house does not call 911. And Dewey Cassidy. I'm rewatching The Sopranos. It's really good. And I'm your Dungeon Master, Alex Wolfson. Let's do it. When we last left off, we learned a whole bunch of things. Albert Penis really needs a buddy to pee. Cannot pee alone. Anea Vorn, the arrowhead leader of the Reed District, wants to give this speech for the Queen's visit. And a shadowy group known as the PTA has taken root in Chester's chair. They're giving out supplies to school children and religious figures and censored all the porn in the town, much to the dismay of Krog. And in spite of the best efforts of Jeremiah Jelsinski. I did my God's work. Yes, you were able to somewhat salvage the porn, thankfully. As we left off last time, you were in the midst of discussing a talent show with Tile. As he's pressed you for who's going to give the speech, who is going to provide the entertainment. You talked about the children's choir of the Tower Schoolhouse. But it's still a bit of an open question and may be decided by talent show. It's morning. You've all just woken up. And it's time for your first meeting of the week with Tile. You all arrive in the cellar. You see Tile is standing there. No vomit. Whoa. The floors are sparkling oh. clean. Is it, this is the beginning of the week? This is the beginning of the week. Oh. No vomit. The floor is uh, sparkling clean. Tile is even more buttoned up than usual. And as you enter, he says, good morning. Hello. Welcome back. Notice Tyler, anything? are you okay? Oh, am I? Let me just say that somebody got some work done over the weekend. Was it you? The janitorial staff. Ah, how much do you have to pay them? Yes, and they mostly ignore me and don't do their jobs. But this weekend of all weekends, they've shown up and cleaned up the mysterious vomit whose origin is a mystery. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you finally can work in here without the smell of your own vomit. So, good work. I appreciate that so much. I've got to press you a little bit. We're just... Oh my gosh. He looks at the calendar. Three weeks out from the Queen's visit. It's time to start picking up the pace, I think. So, we've talked a little bit about a talent show. Is that something that you want to run? Not that I love talent shows or anything, but if you wanted to run a talent show, I sure do have a playbook on how to run one. Yeah, you can show us your book, too. Okay, if you really want to. He pulls up a a notebook and he opens it up. He says, this is me in the fourth grade. It's a photo of him. It's like, it's a, are there photos? It's a drawing of him. It's a painting of him. (laughs) He's commissioned a painting. It is him as a little boy. He's like wearing exaggerated farmer's clothes. He has a hoe in one hand and a crustato in the other hand. And he's like smiling for the camera. An exaggerated farmer's clothes. The hat is extra long. The suspenders don't fit him at all. They pull around the feet. It, was, it belongs to a much larger person. He says, this is me last weekend. He shows himself uh, in the same outfit, but now it fits him. And he says, I am so ready for a talent show. What's your talent? Dance. Was your talent not 
wearing clothes and then fitting no, that's into just the, the dressing. That's the set decoration for the main event, if you know what I mean. I must say, I admire someone who has a skilled command of their body enough to put on some sort of dance performance. I think it's beautiful the way you can express yourself through movement. I myself love to express myself through creation. The way that different minds function. What a thrill. Albert, are you going to enter the talent show too? I don't want to muddy the waters with my competition. I'll let the town handle it, but, you know, should the town happen to see my rare talent? You know, it's it's, it's something I've considered. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. I, no, I will not enter the talent show. Oh, wow. Albert, I mean, what, what, what says everybody else? I, I'd like to see all of you in it if you want to participate. I'll do it. Oh, you were asking us to... Oh, okay. No, no, I wasn't asking for approval. You were asking or, us to, oh, to no, beg no, you. No. I was merely just presenting facts, and should they be refuted or, you know, echoed, that's up to the recipients of my words. Right. You'll excuse me, I'm going to go check my fly outside. No problem, and you, you, you'll scurry outside. Idiot! God <laughs> fucking damn it! You... Sorry, I didn't close the door. Let me close the door. <laughs> Idiot! God damn it! <laughs> Tile will say, there are, there is a matter of the rules for the talent show. Now, I would like to know, is this talent show to select the speaker, the citizen's address, or the entertainment, or both? I think this is... I think we're using the talent show to to source 99 hot dogs. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a GoFundMe where everybody brings a hot dog or a half a hot dog or a one bitten hot dog. And together that brings us 99 hot dogs. So I don't know if he's Joe. Is he like this all the time? I don't know if he's joking or not. Turns to, to you, Clegg. We're going to. You know, this talent show is just to scout all possible talent from all possible life forms, even, that reside in the town. Like hot not dogs. Just, not just like hot dogs, like hot dogs. What we mean to say is we want the talent show for everything, for the entertainment and the speech. We'll just have an open call for all town's people and town's animals to give it their best what a weird thing to insist on but sure i can't resist a talent show we can have it for all the people and all the animals and decide what it means later we are very inclusive are we going to promise this to the residents sorry i'm gonna re-enter just back in the room i'm now holding mm-hmm. a hot dog where did you get that what oh this this <laughs> whole thing i just i have these you know what? i'm sorry i'm a little hungry um if you guys don't mind i'm just going to eat this very give quickly. me that hot dog and then, uh, you're gonna try steal the, you steal the hot dog yeah can I do? I'm going to fight back. I, <laughs> okay. I brought the, this hot dog for a very specific reason. What am I going to? He had a whole bit planned. What am I going to roll? <laughs> I'm going to say this is sleight of hand versus sleight of hand. Okay. 18. Eight. Oh, <laughs> you, you retain your hot dog. The swipe goes wide. And then I'm going to eat the hot dog as fast as humanly possible, or as fast as whatever the fuck possible. Go ahead and roll a, is it, I, I believe this is dexterity. Go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Eight. Despite my plus three advantage. (laughs) (laughs) It takes you a little while. It's not quite as impressive as you imagine, but uh, at the end, you do still stick the pose. And I'm just going to look. I'm going to look for you guys to see if a comment arises. Jeremiah's face is beat red right now. You could see a single vein coming out of his mane of a hair pulsating a bead of sweat on the other side of his face as he sees 
one of the 99 hot dogs no longer in use. All right, fine. I'll enter the contest. I'll do my hot dog eating skill. You Just because you're begging. I will <laughs> oh, show is that what he was looking for? Well, for us to... Oh, okay. Jeremiah pulls out a book, looks into it, and he says, not this year, and puts it away. Oh. <laughs> um, are you going to speed eat a book? What was that about? <laughs> What's that book? Oh, nothing. I just had to check a reference on something. And he puts it behind him under underneath his overalls so you're all like this all the time i don't know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) jeremiah goes yes if you want to run a talent show the first step is advertising we've got to get the word out so i'd like you all to think about where you might want to put up posters how you want to advertise and maybe if there's a specific person or two that you want to invite they can participate we also have to find some judges We can be judges and we just can rule that we cannot vote for ourselves unless we deserve it. You can do that if you want. You'll have to sell it probably to the other townsfolks, but hey. Oh, if there's one thing Albert Penis can handle, it's a sale. Sounds like a plan. Kyle, will you be judging or competing? Well, I'm available to judge if if you need a third judge, but otherwise... Kyle, we'd love to have you judge so long as you can keep the floor clean. If I can keep the... I'm not the one vomiting, if that's what you're insinuating. It wasn't me, and it's never been me. And I don't know who it is. Well, I think it's settled. All four of us will be both judges and performers. Oh, okay. Are we still going to get the word out and invite other folks? Of course. I'll go down to my favorite pub and plaster the walls, and then I'll put posters up. Tile, who is Chester's chair's biggest yeller? The biggest Who's yeller? Who's the town yeller? Um, I'd say Castleberry is the loudest that I know. But who, not just in terms of volume, who is the one that commands the attention of the town? That might be Jeremiah Jelsinski. He's been, oh. he's been this, I mean, you've all been to town. Haven't you seen this crazy man running around Missing Town Square yelling at f- folks? He's a fixture. I'm not try I'm not yelling at folks. I'm yelling with folks as they as I praise the high readings of Kalimvor. I'll be quite honest, when I'm out of the house, I'm either drunk or on a trampoline, so I lose a lot of sensory experiences. I'm just here on study abroad. Well, one of the loudest people in the whole town is in this very room. Thank you, Jeremiah. Tips. Okay, thank you. Tips tips his mane because he's not wearing a hat right now and says, Thank you very much. How you advertise is up to you, but my hands are going to be busy setting up the logistics and things. It'll take me about a day, but if we all meet back up here tomorrow and we get the word out, I think we can really have a great talent show. I agree. Everyone, hands in. Okay. Kyle will join you. I'm not going to put my hand on top of Tiles. I'm going to wait for someone else to to put their hand on top (laughs) of his first. Jeremiah uh, looks around in the custodial closet and tries to find a nitrile glove and puts it on and then puts his hand in the middle. He's on the verge of being upset. We're missing one hand, Flag. (laughs) Flag's going to put a mage hand in right on top. (laughs) Like, put a real hand in. This is, it's almost the same thing to me. It's the essence of my soul. One of these days, this nut's going to crack. (laughs) Woohoo! Swing his hand up. Okay, and with that, the day is yours. What would you all like to do? Well, I'm going to go to that bar, and I'm going to, you know, do my thing. Mossy Marsh? Yes. I think Jeremiah takes it upon himself to start advertising for the for the show on his normal soapbox route, 
And in the middle of of giving his sermons and trying to get converts and stuff like that, also plugs. And don't forget about the talent show. Make sure to sign up. And he has a separate book that that was different from the first one and has everybody's names. That's going to be in the talent show. Great. We'll do yours as like a day of work. Okay. And Clay, where are you off to to advertise? Is school open? School. It's a school day. Yeah, I think Clay's going to go to school and write on all the blackboards. All right. So we will follow Albert Penis first as he heads to the Mossy Marsh. Now it is just late morning, so the Mossy Marsh is not as busy as it sometimes gets. As you walk through the Reed District, you come to the single-story stone building, the familiar moss-covered roof of the Mossy Marsh. And out, out front of it, you see there's only a, there's two horses here. You don't recognize either one of them. Seems like there's a couple folks at the inn right now, but not a whole lot of folks. I'm going to walk right up to the bartender. Remind me her name again because I'm horrible with him. You come in opening the door. You see Brenda Shortspur. Brenda. She's a human woman, stout and strong. Yes. Brenda, the stoutest and strongest woman in the land. How is it going? Don't call me that, Albert. Did you take issue with the name or the title? Just so I know for future reference. The, the name was fine. The title, please. Happy. All right. What are you doing back here? Well, I have some news for you. We are putting on a talent show. And as I say that, I'm going to put up my hands excitedly. And then because I'm doing jazz hands, it'll drop all the flyers. Right. Oh, all the flyers. Excuse me. One moment. to the floor. Yes. We're putting on a talent show for that. And I'm sorry. I, my throat, I'm so parched. Could I perhaps have a, a, a bit of mead while I'm talking about this with you? Are you asking me for a free mead or... No, the mead will be paid for. Will it be paid for in the near future or the the late future? The future itself, if you will, is completely up to you and I to determine. But in this moment, the beer will be on my lips. <laughs> Go ahead and roll persuasion for that. With someone else, you might just get it. But with her, she 21. has been here before. Yeah, she'll go. She begrudgingly, something, something compels her. She pours you a mead. Last time you were here, you settled up your bill. So no problem. Thank you, Brenda. And this will one day be settled as well. Anyway, we're, ha- we're having a talent show. Did you just you down that on- thing to make sure I can't take it back? Sure, that's why I do not have any a problem. That's that, that is the reason. <laughs> oh, okay, Brenda, you're fine. And I throw the glass against the wall as I learned from Jeremy. Oh, that's not <laughs> a real thing. That's Huzzah. not a thing. So we're putting on a talent show in the town to determine who will provide the 99 hot dogs. I believe was the reason for it. And uh, <laughs> should you wish to enter, no, someone who wishes to enter is fine. But also. I myself am entering with quite an extraordinary talent, and I would love to have some support in the crowd. You're asking me to come and cheer you on? I'm asking you to come. Whether, I che- whether or not you cheer me on is wholly up to my performance. What's your talent? You got a hot dog back there? Yeah, we got hot dogs back. She'll pull up a hot dog. Throw it to me. She's going to bite. She, she throws it. In the air, so I'm going to attempt to catch it in the air and suck it down. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, go ahead and make an acrobatics. Yeah, that's an acrobatics (laughs) check. Should I roll acrobatics and like dexterity, like one for the catch and one for the choke? (laughs) Go ahead and make it. (laughs) Make a con save. Go ahead and make it just acrobatics. Just (laughs) acrobatics will do it. Nineteen. Yay. Nineteen. Nineteen. Your feet are under you. Your (laughs) fingers and legs are lithe and fast. You snatch that hot dog out of the air and slurp it right down in one gulp. 
And to clarify, my hands were not involved. That was all Absolutely. Mouth. It's all teeth. <laughs> and that's just... Ast- <clears throat> that's just the start of it. That... That was pretty good. I, I, I gotta say, Albert, that was not bad. I, I haven't shared this with anyone. It's a bit of a secret talent, but in my life, for most of my life, I thought my only joy was creation. Creating, inventing, taking ideas from my mind and birthing them into this world in a horrific labor. And because of that, when the invention doesn't go well, when my shop, which is very successful, mind you, runs into... Moments of dry spells, lack of sales. I found myself in a dark place that I never thought I would exit. One day I went down local hot doggery, wished to drown my sorrows, but unfortunately, I wanted two hot dogs. I only had the gold for one. So I asked a man, I said, Please, sir, do spare me the gold for one hot dog. The man said, Something unintelligible and orcish. So I went to the next man and I said, excuse me, could you spare the cash for a hot dog? That man said, yes, on one condition. See that guy over there? Pointed to a mountain troll. Biggest mountain troll I'd ever seen. Easily 10, 15, maybe 20 years old. This happened in town? This happened in town, and please do not interrupt, I'm going somewhere. So he points at this troll he says, that troll can clear a platter of hot dogs. He used an expression that I've forgotten, but it's essentially, he <laughs> ate them very fast, all right? And so if I can beat that, I remember it now. It's faster than a witch can grow a nipple or a pimple on her tit. That was the expression <laughs> he used, which I did not approve of. He said that? Quite frankly, yes. And biologically, I don't think pimples happen that fast. That's really, biologically speaking, didn't make a ton of sense to me. But regardless, I agreed. I had no idea what I was getting into. I'm just a halfling. I said, I can't compete with a troll. It's like a tornado. The way that I sucked down those glizzies. And in that moment, I had never felt more alive. I lost to that troll. But I gained the knowledge that one day I could surpass him. And so, when I have my moments of doubt, my moments of depression, the only thing I do that brings me joy is suck down hot dogs faster than your head will spin. Was that your tragic backstory, Albert? It's like every story you tell is your tragic backstory. Well, you'll find that, you know, maybe characters have tragic backstories, but for real-life people, we all have very complex life and emotions, and many things contribute to the way that we behave, and that is Like losing a hot dog-eating contest to a mountain troll? Barely losing a hot dog eating contest to him. Had I been lost outright, I would have quit, but I was close. I could have won. You would not believe the burps and farts I had that night. But there was a greater burning, other than the burning on my rectum or in my throat. Oh, it's gross now. Burning in my soul. The burning in my soul. And I'm going to grab an unused glass and throw it against the wall. No, there was nothing in that. Huzzah! And with the shattering of glasses and the telling of the story, you hear another voice, and a cranky old man stands up from the back of the bar. The only other person in here, you recognize him, Sir Alistair Turtle. He got into an argument with Jeremiah Jelsinski. Yes, I know this cranky old man. He'll come over and say, a talent show, eh? Maybe I'll dust off the old suspenders and enter myself. 
And what be your talent, reptilian man? Oh, that is for me to know and for you to find <laughs> out when I sweep the competition. And it's not sweeping. I just, I didn't I emphasize that word as a... room related, perhaps. No, it was. Nope. I could see how you'd think that, but it wasn't. Is it acrobatics? Oh, getting warmer. Is it, a, is it addition? <laughs> Another thing it could be, but maybe not. He'll hold up a talent show flyer. Is it affliction? It even might be. He puts down two silver coins. He pays for your drink and for his. He goes, Is it agitating? <laughs> Is it aim aimbling? An opportunity presents itself. He slowly makes his way to the door. Surely it's not alchemy. Whoa, whoa. And he closes the door behind him. <laughs> Thank God I was running out of A words. <laughs> Brenda goes, I'll put up the other flyers, Albert. Thanks for coming. Oh, Brenda, by. I was going to put them up, but if you choose to, then sure. You're, you've thrown them all over the floor and broken two glasses so far. I think you've done enough. All right, Brenda, I'll see you and your daughter at the show. And again, I don't expect you to cheer me on, but I think I, I will earn it. Yes, your tragic backstory makes me think you desperately need this okay i to me it's just a tuesday and we cut across town to missing chair square here in the center of town the most hustle and the most bustle people are walking here and there going from various places it's not a particularly busy time it's a weekday in the middle of the day but even so at any given time there's 10 to 15 people walking through the town and one wiry old man Jeremiah Jelsinski, could you describe for us like your workplace a little bit more? Like, what's your typical spot that you set up in the in the square? Yeah, so I'm so Jeremiah is just off corner of of the actual square in Missing Shares Square because he figures if anybody's going to be coming through town, they're going to want to see the sights and sounds of Chester's Chair and Missing Chair Square. Is you know that's the big one. He's he's right off the corner of that. He's on a literal soapbox that he stole from the janitor's closet and trying he's he's casting thaumaturgy. So he really is the loudest person in the square, making his voice three times as loud for a minute after minute. He he casts his cantrip like he's drinking water. He's trying to make eye contact with people as they're walking by and he's giving his kind of sermon but maybe a little bit more just rambling. gets a little accusational at times and things and just ideas that really don't really connect. And during all this, he's trying to make eye contact with people. And as soon as they make eye contact, he immediately is, is locked in and he knows that he has found his place. Great. Everybody around you, by instinct, looks down, tries not to make eye contact with you. Go ahead and roll a d10 for me for your job. E10. I'll also say that in this game, you need money to pay for things like rent and food. And I won't disclose the finances of every player, but suffice to say, at least some of you are quite desperately poor. You can make money at your jobs is what I'm trying to say. I don't understand who would be poor here. We have a very successful businessman, and I'm sure the student has quite a bit of money. That's true. Yes, of course. The student loans. (laughs) 
What I'm saying is if you do a good job at your job, you will get paid. And if you don't, then you might not get paid. Okay. Is that coming from, do I have like a little like tip jar or is, am I being paid by the church? Yes, Jeremiah, you know, you are on a PPC contract. You are paid per convert. Perfect. So every new name that you get to follow the faith of Kellum Vore is part of your paycheck at the end of the month. I believe you're also paid whenever you see any PP. <laughs> yes, that's how the contract works. Boy, do I need, do I know somebody who I could help with that? I rolled a nine. A nine. Oh, I love this one. Okay. You, um, stand out in missing chair square, watching people go by people you've seen before. Mostly they're aware of your tricks. And so they dash past you eyes on the wait, ignoring no, you as wait, best no. as they possibly can until <laughs> You see a dog, three legs, two eyes, ratty, old. He's been clomping around Missing Chair Square for some time. You know that this is Crispy, a dog. You've been working on this convert a long time. <laughs> <laughs> He'll look at you. And he, we make eye contact and, and Jeremiah is amped because this is the only eye contact that he's had for hours now. The other being a dove a dove that was looking at the sandwich that he was eating for lunch. And he sees Crispy and he says, oh, hello, little doggy. What are you doing here? Have you have you come to hear my sermon? All right. OK, cool. Are we still making eye contact? Absolutely. The dog is fixed on you. This is great. It's He's fixed on the, the sandwich that I have in my hand that I keep taking bites of. Saliva pools on the floor covering the stones. I, too, have a similar reaction <laughs> to the teachings of Callum Vore. Um, I'm going to, when I'm noticing his head move up and down every time that I take a bite and then put the sandwich down a little bit, and I say, Doggy, do you want to hear the preachings of Callum Vore? And makes him shake his head yes by bringing the sandwich up and then the sandwich down. Go ahead and make an animal handling check with advantage for sandwich. Sandwich advantage. <laughs> animal handling. Okay. Ah. That one. Rogue dice. Rogue dice. That's not good. Ten. A ten total. Yep. Is just enough to convince an old three-legged dog. He looks at you, and in your heart you understand the message. He will do anything, including... Maybe put a paw print in your book for a bite of that sandwich. <laughs> okay, Jeremiah is sweating because this doesn't happen that often. He doesn't normally get this far. He's a lot of talk, doesn't really know how to walk the walk. And so he's kind of stammering, he's sweating, and he's like, would you like to follow Kellum Vore and take part in the town's ta talent show tomorrow? <laughs> he's just focusing on the sandwich. This is great. This is great. I could knock out two birds with one stone. I could use this dog to help fetch the hot dogs from the patrons and we could put them in the hot dog bin. And I say, well, Crispy, come here and let's sign you up. He'll run over to you. Do you give him a bite of the sandwich? Yeah, I give him a bite of the sandwich. He, no, 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 wait, wait, no, it not up. all of it, just some of it. No, no, just some of it. Can we? I don't like how real that sounded. <laughs> Alex has been practicing this all week. That's what my notes say, actually. I'm just, I'm reading a script. It says, the dog furiously bites into the sandwich, and you, in his rage, you're able to reach over, take his paw, <laughs> dip it in your inkwell, and 
make a paw print in your book. Perfect. And I say, and this one too, you know, it's kind of like a, give me your, your name and information and we'll call you sometime and we'll send you pamphlets. And, you know, it's, it really isn't a big hassle or struggle for you, but it really would mean a lot for me and brings out a third book now that, that he uses to, to pledge converts. That was not the convert book that he signed. No, first it was the talent show. Okay. You're able to easily take his paw and make a second market. Good doggy. Well, I will, I will have my people call your people to make sure to be at the talent show tomorrow and also bring hot dogs. And I guess from there, he sees that he's now gotten two signatures from this one dog. It feels very warm inside of him, very touchy-feely, and, and just gives him the rest of the sandwich. <laughs> Great, the dog goes, goes absolutely nuts. This is why we're best friends. You've tried to communicate a complicated idea to a dog, asking him to arrive at a location of a talent show mm-hmm. the next day, bringing hot dogs. That's pretty hard. Go ahead and make another animal handling check to see with advantage. how much of this complicated. And also, you can't talk to dogs. Yeah, with advantage. Go ahead and. But this is a high DC, you know? <laughs> another 10. Ooh, 21. 21. It's pretty good. We'll have to see if this dog understands your, your message about the talent show. He looks at you with understanding in his old dog face. <laughs> and arr, 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 he'll scarf away. And we go then to the Towers schoolhouse like it is the same familiar three-story building that you've left it what would you like to do i'm gonna go to mr cole's classroom first great you go inside and upstairs one floor to the classroom of mr jack cole teaches the older kids you come in the kids downstairs are more like 10 years old or so upstairs they're like 14 to 16 they're like basically adults And up in this room, you see Jack Cole. He's sitting on a meditation pillow. He has no shoes on. And he and all the kids are just breathing deeply together. Like barges in the room. Throws the doors open. Everyone opens their eyes and shocked a little bit. There's some giggles amongst the kids. And Jack Cole stands up and goes, Quiet, quiet, everybody. Plague, it's so nice to see you again. Mr. Cole, I'm always seeing you. Good to do it again. We have a big, momentous announcement to make. By all means, please come to the front. He takes you by the hand and he'll walk you all the way to the front of the classroom. Is there like a, like a blackboard? Yeah, there's a blackboard in, in the front. He's going to write on the blackboard, tell your friends, tell your family, perform your talent for the queen, and we'll cast minor illusion on the board so that the letters wiggle pleasingly. For the students the kids love this whoa hey when i went back there's like whispering amongst <laughs> them like hey maybe are you gonna yeah maybe we could do that thing there's I like know. a little bat flying around in the letters too minor illusion a little bat and the letters are wiggling very pleasingly nice summer's bounty hanging in the back of your hat sees that and he'll try to catch it up <laughs> oh summer's bounty. no that's supposed to be you you're chasing after you then we won't seed the idea in the heads of all the other students <laughs> He understands. Thanks, Mr. Cole. Please. You have only to thank yourself for bringing us this gift. Okay, I have to go now. <laughs> You're Quake's welcome to stay as long as you, and you leave. <laughs> she doesn't wait to hear him finish talking. And then Clegg will also go to Miss Maggie Lathy's class. You go downstairs to Maggie Lathy's class and she is singing with the kids. It, it actually looks to be choir practice right now. The, the Tower Schoolhouse Children's Choir. And they, they sing all together. 
She says, very good, children. Very nice. Do they sound good? Let's find out. I'll roll a performance check for the kids. With a 16, they sound pretty good. They've been working on this a long time together. The kids can sing. Like, we'll go up to Miss Maggie Lacey. Just stand there with the flyers. Just wait for her to acknowledge her presence. She doesn't turn around to look at you. She just says, Plague, hello. Miss Lacey, I'm just here to drop off some flyers. For what? It's for the Queen's Talent Show. Oh, talent show? Oh, and she takes a flyer and she'll look at it. Oh, yes. I'll have mm. a summer's bounty distribute the flyers one by one, ah. painstakingly to the children. Flies around and drops flyers off for the kids. Miss Magalithi goes, oh, now you've already promised us that the children would get to sing for the Queen. Is that right? That deal's still on. Those were my associates who made that promise. I Yes, well, they you more than promised to let us do it, promised also to pay us for it. And I got to say that the children are quite excited. Yes, they are very funny, aren't they? The two older men that I hang out with. They're quite a hoot. Oh, they sure are funny. So when is that payment likely to arrive? Because we could use it, I will say. Uh, that's something you got to take up with them. They're in charge of payment. I'm in charge of flyers. Hmm. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check or a deception check. If you, I think either one would be appropriate here. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was a 10. Whatever it was, was a 10. She looks at you side-eyed a little bit. She'll say, well, I suppose we'll see tomorrow. I would hate to disappoint a room full of children, wouldn't you? Have you ever considered that every day our job is to disappoint these children? That's and enough of you. Goodbye, Clay. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll have Summer's Bounty come out one last time, make him do a cool pose. The children go, ah, yeah. One of the kids, Jackson Fisher, goes, Black, this Clay, you're the best. Summer's Bounty to me. <laughs> He'll raise his arms. <laughs> Summer's Bounty. Well, then Summer's Bounty go to Jackson. Great, you instruct him to fly to Jackson. They hug. Oh, I love you, Summer's Bounty. And I love you, Miss Clegg. I like get Summer's bounty to come back to me so he doesn't imprint on him and develop his strange accent. Bye. Bye. <laughs> As you all leave, having advertised for the talent show, is there anyone else that you'd like to invite specifically to the talent show before we move forward? Well, I suppose we promised Arrowhead. I was going to say, let's go to Arrowhead. Mm. Great. You meet up easily enough. And start looking through the streets of the Reed District for the Arrowhead, Finea Vorn. I'd like somebody to make an investigation check for me, please. Just one for the group. I'll roll. <laughs> I rolled because I have a plus five to investigation. I rolled a five. So it's a ten. A ten. A ten's enough. It takes you a little while. After maybe 30 minutes of searching, you hear, Behind you. And jumping down off a rooftop, oh all cloaked in shadow, standing up lanky and uh, strong, wiry muscles rippling, uh, is the figure of Finea Vorn. She takes a hood off her head. She says, if we were in the wild, you three would be dead. If we were in the wild, I'd be a bear. She holds that a long time. <laughs> Why have you come looking for me? Well, we have splendid news. Could one of you produce a flyer? I seem to have lost all mine. Yeah, I, I give him a, a flyer. I, I still have all of mine, except for the one that I gave to you Crispy. Hold it out, she snatches it from your hands. She says, ah, good. 
an opportunity to prove myself, to become the speaker and tear down the joiners, cementing the Reed District as the most powerful district in all of Chester's chair. I think that's great. We should figure out how to do that tomorrow. Also, bring as many hot dogs as you can. What's that now? Hot dogs? Hot dogs. As many as you can carry. Is that like an entry fee or something? Yes. We need at least 99. Go ahead and make a deception check or a persuasion check if you believe it. (laughs) Oh, I believe it. (laughs) 11. Within 11, she says, "Mm, we'll see. Make sure you wear a coat. Of course. Wait, why, why should I make sure I wear a coat? Oh, well, you could put more hot dogs in your pockets if you have an extra piece of clothing. <laughs> I wear this cloak and nothing else. All, well, I have clothes under it, but I wear this cloak every day. I was going to say there will be children there, so I would advise wearing something <laughs> under the cloak. I've been told many times by the police. Arnold Dolesbury, he busted me. That pig bitch. That, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In the wilds, you don't have to wear clothes. You can just wear a cloak. Anything that helps you hunt, kill, faster, quieter. Sounds like you would be happier in the wilds. Why do you stay in the city? I was called back here to lead these people. The Tanners, they're weak without me. Mm. They needed a strong leader. They sought me out. you have a favorite Tanner? Trust only your arm. Mine's Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Could you give the, the rest of these flyers to, to the Tanners as well and anyone else that you see? Mm. I can pass some of these out, sure. Yeah. Tomorrow, huh? It's going to be a party. I'll be there. I plan on it. And she'll kind of disappear into a shadow. She's oh. going to try and roll stealth to evade you. She rolls a five on the die, and she has a pretty good modifier. But, well, actually, what's everybody's passive perception? Fifteen. 11. No, it's a 9. It's even lower. I also have a 9. <laughs> Jeremiah, you're the only one that sees her disappear into a shadow. She pulls a cloak over her, and she just seems to, like, creep along the side of the building. Where are you going? <laughs> I point with my finger. What are you doing? Clegg and Albert, she's gone. Well. <laughs> oh, she's right. Well, now I can't see her. She's like some sort of magician. The crab walks away. <laughs> Anybody else you'd like to invite before the talent show? It's all good on my end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm I'm fine. I'm hoping that the kids do their part, that they gossip at the Chris Tato Fry and at Frosted, and hope that it sounds cool enough that even adults will show up. Well, with that, we will take a early break, and when we come back, the talent show. Bye bye. When we last left off, you've decided to run the talent show today, or tomorrow, and now today. You visited various places and spoke to some people advertising the show, inviting certain people. Clegg uncovered, or reminded you, perhaps. Clegg seems to be rolling. Oh, these are portent rolls. That's going to come in handy for a talent show. Yeah, we'll see. As you reconvene, first, as you walk through City Hall... Downstairs, in what's normally a buffet room, a quite a large room, Tile is directing traffic. There's people coming in and out, carrying bleachers, carrying a podium, and he's going, 
Yes, no, uh, we, we want more balloons and more streamers. No, that's not the right color blanket. And he's kicking people out, directing, all, setting up for the big event. You all spill into the bottom floor, too, as well. You can join as you like. Now, Alex, I actually have a quick logistical question. Yes. Do I need to have procured my own hot dogs for the hot dog eating talent? I would say yes. I would say there's a minor cost to this. Okay, so what should I... How many I hot dogs are you buying? Gold, or should I... Do we need to do a little miniature? You can just buy it. Okay. How many hot dogs do you want? Uh, 99. They are one copper piece each, and so that is 99 copper pieces. Okay, we're good. We're good. Inventory math. Dewey's figured it out. 99 hot dogs to my inventory. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> is that a custom <laughs> item, or is, it, or is it already on there? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's, well, I, I'm doing custom, they're magic hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> there, I was trying to think of a joke and I got distracted by the yeah. joke. Please cut that out so people don't think I'm not funny. <laughs> 99 hot dogs for Albert Penis. Yes. I would like to know who else is entering in the competition and who is planning to just be a judge. Oh, I thought we were all getting roped into this. You don't have to. Clegg is planning to just be a judge, but Summer's Bounty will be entering. You're going to enter Summer's Bounty into the talent show? Summer's Bounty is entering himself into the talent oh, I see. show. Okay. He has agency. Great. Summer's Bounty has entered the talent show. I love it. Jeremiah, how about you? Jeremiah, he's going to enter in because he just thought that's what we were going to. He kind of stumbles his way in. Not that he necessarily has a talent Great. prepared. I love it. And I will insert you into the list. So with uh, the contestants to the talent show finalized tile will see you in the lobby and say oh thank god you're here i need help come in please he'll wave all three of you in because oh you you bought is that 99 hot dogs who are you asking the people who gathered wait am i the only because they were also gathering hot dogs right for the event jeremiah has been telling them to gather hot dogs as you look around at the crowd that has gathered nobody's brought hot dogs <laughs> has arrow right, so, brought hot dogs or no so i'm the only one with a sack of hot dogs you're the only one with a sack of hot dogs arrowhead did not bring hot dogs cool. now tyle i do not wish to alarm you but in one of the green rooms there is currently a fire my hot dog warming device warmed them a little better than i had hoped thanks for the warning i'll go run a deal with that you all come in and uh make yourselves comfortable set up the judging area okay and he runs off to go deal with this fire albert penis is gonna sit down and put his hand down his pants not like in a gross way but like the oh. al bundy way <laughs> what, are we, are we, are you, what you're not familiar with this <laughs> no please and al bundy married with children he like sits down and gets comfortable and like puts like one hand partially down his pants to show his comfort and he like leans back that's a comfort thing yeah is he touching his penis or no it's just for comfort yeah about half the room in there gets it and half the room doesn't <laughs> <laughs> you look around there's there seem to be like 15 people have shown up for this talent show pretty good turnout people are pacing around nervously scanning the room you see some familiar faces you see finea Vorn is here she's standing in a corner with a cloak wrapped around her tightly scanning the room you see two cool teens from the split log who once fought with clegg but well, received the invitation through being invited. Them uh, and uh, like a, a gang of some other backup teams. Wait, hold on. They were invited via being invited? Is that what you said? <laughs> they were invited because they were invited. <laughs> and uh, they got some backup teams. Crispy the dog is here. Yes, oh. he got it. Uh, Can he, I ritual cast speak with animals? <laughs> absolutely. Okay, great. We'll get some crispy commentary. The last 10 minutes, I believe. Or no, last one hour? It lasts 
Simmons. You know, I'll hold on to it for Crispy's talent show in case he says Great. Some... These are not Baldur's Gate rules where you can do it once at the beginning of the That's day right. and last all day. Yes. Okay, you'll you'll hang on to it and wait for it. Great. Yeah. You see the children of the children's choir from the Tower Schoolhouses here, and some others as well that you're familiar with. Sir Alistair Turtle. He's standing, just pacing and talking to himself. And as Tile re-enters and claps his hands above his head, he goes, Okay, everybody, places, it's time for the talent show. Now, here's the rules. There's two rounds and no rules. Actually, no, there is there are rules. Each round, you will come up on stage and perform your talent. The judges will evaluate your performance. That is myself and the party planning committee, Clegg, Jeremiah, and Albert. The four of us will assign you a score, and the best four acts move on to round two. After round two, the winner is selected, and there can only be one, folks. As the rules settle in on all the contestants, you understand a couple of facts are true. These are the frontier rules for how the talent show works. Each round, you will do a performance check that will determine how good your talent is. Now, what you actually do also will matter. That can earn you some bonus points. You can always choose to play it safe. If you play it safe, you will lower the DC that you need to pass to get through to the next round, but at the expense of raising the DC for the final round. You'll get a penalty in the final round because you've bored everybody. As a judge, you will receive the rolls that everybody makes. And you can choose to show bias, which will let you grant either a plus or minus three to any one person's role in a round just because you want to, because you're the judge and you're in charge. And these can stack up. So you get one person that you can either help or hurt in each round. And I'll keep track of the scores. And at the end, one winner will be crowned. And that person can win whatever you think they win. We we didn't quite settle on if it is the entertainment or speech rights, but it's one of those probably. Is there anybody playing music for us while we perform? Um, as you look around, go ahead and make a perception check, actually. Perception is minus one. I rolled okay. a seven. <laughs> a seven. There's no obvious band or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Like, we'll say goodbye to Summer's Bounty. She'll, she'll look at him and say... This is the moment you've been waiting for. I know that you can do this. Ah. <laughs> like we'll say, you can speak if you put your whole heart into it. You can be the world's first speaking bat. Ah. I was like, go, go join the kids. Have fun and don't get too excited. And oh, well, he's already gone. He flies away. Great. So you've asked him to speak as his talent? Yeah. Despite being a familiar, he cannot speak, right? Yes. Okay, got it. Like, we'll also go up to Tile and cast Charm Person. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, so that's a save? He, he yeah, it's a, save? a wisdom save. Oh my gosh, I rolled a 19. Oh, he's very wise. <laughs> I rolled so high for my <laughs> portent rolls. There's nothing I can do. You can't portent fail him? No, I, I rolled really high. <laughs> You weave a spell over Tile, and he shakes it off and knows when you fail a charmed person, he knows yeah, I know that you knows. tried to charm him. He'll go, Clake, you're trying to influence the vote 
Explain yourself. Listen, Tile, I know you're the one who's been vomiting in the room. Maybe I tried to charm you once. We'll just go our separate ways. Like, are you threatening to expose my, well, somebody's secret of vomit in the closet? Tile, your shirt is covered with vomit. Oh, I thought I changed this. He looks, his shirt is covered in vomit. Uh, he pulls a jacket over himself. Go ahead and roll intimidation. You're trying to threaten him. I'm with, not necessarily trying to. I with guess a quid this, pro quo. That's a threat. That's, yeah. Make an intimidation check. In 18, he goes, Your secret's safe with me, Clegg, but you're on thin ice. And your secret's safe with me, too. I don't know what you're talking about. And he'll pull the hood over his head, <laughs> disappear off. Seem to have gotten away with it. Anything else that someone wants to set up before the show gets on the road? Who was the guy? What was the guy's name who owns the Libar? The uh, Krog is the owner of the Krog. Libar. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Tile steps forward onto a small stage. It's wooden. It's been constructed about an hour ago. It's about two feet off the ground and about eight by eight square. Little stairs leading up to it. There's no microphone, but as he stands center stage, he reaches his hands up and the lights turn out in the building. And torchlights concentrated behind a magnifying glass make a spotlight that shines onto tile. All of the attention on the stage. As you look around you, you see bleachers, two sets of bleachers, hastily constructed as well in this dining room. That's where the talent hangs out, waiting to go up and kind of doubles as the audience. There seem to be a couple other folks who have filtered in just audience members not participating. Next to the stage is a little warm-up area. It's protected by a curtain. It seems like whoever the next act is has a little moment before to set something up if they so choose. And opposite the stage, also illuminated by light, is the judging table. Four seats arranged on a wide table, a set at each station, big glasses of water. And Tile says, he has his head down, he looks up. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else gathered here in Chester's chair. Today, we showcase our talent. And he strikes a pose. Best of luck to each of you <laughs> as you weave craft. As you show your soul, as you bear for us all that makes you a human. No offense to the non-humans in the room. I meant person. I am one of your esteemed judges. The rest sit before you. He gestures to all of you. Impress them. But more importantly, impress yourself. And if you do... One of you will impress the queen. And he <laughs> shows his hands up and he gestures to the people in the lighting booth and they turn the lights on and off really fast a few times. He says, and now talent. And he bows once and goes and takes his seat. Uh, he's sitting very upright. Jeremiah does a gong, thaumaturgy uh, gong sound. Excellent. Oh, Sorry, not, not to interrupt, but you know, like those moments where, like, you see a couple and, like, they're just like standing there handsome, and you can see their partner looking at them and like loving them, and you can see like how much it's like, wow, it's it's clear by watching them watch their partner how much they love them. 
I saw that with Chelsea looking at Alex while Alex was doing the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm a little voice. <laughs> Chelsea like, love struck. That's so sweet and so stupid. <laughs> um, I can't say like how much of our day is just discussing this and then doing voices it's and impressions this. of this. It's That's mo- what relationships we, are founded we do- on. We do voices without the game and before the game. <laughs> this game that are voices about the game, but not <laughs> game. They're not in the context of the game. They're just these yeah. voices. In, in fact, you could almost say that this entire podcast has been invented, invented just to do the voices that we already do. It. <laughs> Normalize it. Great. Absolutely. Just wanted to share. <laughs> and with that, the talent show begins. The first act, as Tile announces, Castleberry, a burly human man in his 40s, comes bounding up on stage. He's wearing a t-shirt that says, I visited Chester's chair and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. He has bright blonde hair and a beard, almost like a lion's mane. And he comes in and he says, everybody, yes, I'm in my favorite place. Can I hear it for Chester's chair? Jeremiah claps very loud. Oh, great. There's a good response. Am I standing by anybody? No, you're in the judging booth. Okay. Oh, oh, oh duh. Who am I sitting by? You're sitting next to Clegg and Jeremiah. Great. I'm going to whisper to them both one at a time. That's my friend. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. Wow. Castleberry says, my talent is enthusiasm. Who is a bigger fan of Chester's chair? Who knows the history of Chester's chair? Why I do, and I'll tell you. And he, uh, he'll give you a little history lesson as his talent. Castleberry winds up and says, Chester's chair was founded 1,246 years ago on the continent of Gardenia when a legendary explorer, Chester St. Peter's, who, during what would have been his first visit to Scarlet Edge, boldly declared while on the road i'm too tired and i won't move another inch he placed his chair down where he stood he sat in it and a town sprung up around him that my friends is this town chester's chair so named for the famous chair so named for the famous explorer and now you know why this place is so great. <laughs> Wait, that's uh, that's <laughs> Frosted Flakes. That's Frosted yeah. Flakes. He goes, that's why this place is my favorite. <laughs> and holds for applause. And he's going to go ahead and roll a performance check. Jeremiah is furiously clapping his hands. The funny thing with that performance is that was a 10 out of 10, but he rolls a four. So the audience <laughs> doesn't quite... Doesn't quite love it, though you all are free to score however you like. I will track the performance roles, but you all are free to score however you like. What did you say when we can have bias? Is it one one positive and one negative, or is it just one the entire? One of either one per round. Yeah. And you don't have to tell me it right now. You can save that and decide again. Okay, cool. Okay. And Tyle looks to you, Jeremiah, for the gong. (laughs) Next up is... Fenea Vorn. And Fenea Vorn takes her hood off, stands up on the stage. She looks over at all of you and says, The joiners, 
have poisoned this town for too long. <laughs> we rise today and th- cast them into the marsh. We take their homes, we burn them to the ground, then we all live in the woods. We hunt, we kill, we hide behind rocks, we pee behind old crates. We live <laughs> as we were meant to live. Who's with me? And she'll also roll for an eight. There's a couple people in the crowd who are with her. Like a muscle-bound, bald man goes, yeah, and most of the rest of the audience not really into it. We look for the gong. Next up is it's a, just a paw print, actually, on the next. And Crispy the dog gets up on, on the stage. I can't speak with animals just to, <laughs> to be an objective judge to try to understand what feel is. He got the message that he should come to this place, but was a little bit confused about the hot dog thing. He was informed that there would be hot dogs, so he's come <laughs> to eat. And that means that as he looks around the room, he does oh, see no. a man <laughs> holding in his coat pockets and accessories 99 hot dogs. And Crispy the dog uh, uh, salivates. Albert Penis, what would you like to do? Here's the thing. My character innately has a very low perception. True. But I feel like he's going to be on alert because it's very important to him that people recognize his talent. So I'm going to pick up that he wants the hot dogs. I, I, you know Crispy wants the hot dogs. He's also I think he on wants stage with the I think spotlight. that I've falsely accused six people before this moment of wanting hot dogs. <laughs> yes, well. right. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a feral dog. dog. <laughs> yeah. You stare at Crispy, you know he wants those hot dogs. Can I um, also right. run Judge's interference and say, like, Hi, Crispy, what's your talent? Crispy says, I thought there was food here, and there it is. Could I have a piece? I want to pull out my crossbow. <laughs> Can I have a piece of that? You have a crossbow? Yep. Are you going to that shoot the dog? wants my hot dog. I'm going to stand on the, I'm going to stand on the table, <laughs> pointing the crossbow at him. Like, you better not come over here. Go ahead and roll intimidation. <laughs> and I'll say with advantage, because you're holding a weapon at a dog. First one is 17, second one is 6. So thank God, 17. All right. With a 17, Crispy goes... And he'll run off with, th- with three legs. He hits the ground pretty hard, too. And runs. And now everyone feels bad. Crispy, so no. Fast, fast logic question. If I'm yelling there on the table, barking at the dog, does Clegg pick up my bark as speech or is it just nonsense? <laughs> it depends on how well you bark, I would say. Okay. Do you speak dog? Is that one of is that a language that you speak? And then it does it just sounds like barking. Crispy runs away and Tile will look to you again for the gong. I'd say, no, my other convert. And, and gongs. Can I shoot the gong with a crossbow? <laughs> yes, go. it's just it's a just big a gong sound. sound that he cast yeah. with oh. Oh, duh, my bad. Maybe I held up a piece of paper that I drew a gong on and I'm hitting with a <laughs> pencil, and then you can shoot through that and you hit a bullseye in the gong circle. Right. Absolutely. And that's when you make the sound. You hear also some rustling around as the next person is called up. Kalra Stronghold, a woman, a dwarf woman. She's got pink hair. It's tied in a tight bun behind her. She comes up and she has a vine rope and she says, rope tricks, baby. She'll spin around the rope like a lasso above her head. She tries to uh, jump over it, skipping rope with herself. She's going to roll performance to see how she can do that. Oh, it's pretty good. It's a 16, <gasps> folks. Best roll so far today. 
As Kaura Stronghold nimbly leaps over the rope, she finishes it up by maneuvering the lasso up above her head and she'll throw it out. Let me roll a d4 to see which judge she's targeting. She'll roll it out to you, Clegg. Like hates it. <laughs> uh, the, it lands on you perfectly and she tries to pull you over in a cool, fun oh, way. God. You're, not having a fu- you're not having fun? No. <laughs> Push it off. Like, hated it. Hated it. Kaur going to pull her rope back up and she takes a deep bow. Dong, and as the gong sounds, Tyle looks to you, Jeremiah, and says, <gasps> Jeremiah Jelsinski. Oh, I forgot I signed up for this. Jeremiah comes, goes up on the stage and he looks into the crowd and wants to try to find Krog from Libar. Yeah, you scan out. It's dimly lit, but no, no role needed. You look around, you see Krog is in the audience today. Krog, did you bring the material? Yeah. Okay, bring it up. Yeah, Krog and I, before the show... Is this something you planned with him we before? We planned before okay. the show. He brings up two porno mags. They're the same issue. And Jeremiah says, now look at this. And he flips open to the same page on each issue. And he says... Now, if you cross your eyes just right, you could actually see the porn in three dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. You have poorly censored pornography uh, that's been slightly uncensored, but is still basically uh, illegible. And I'm going to have you make a roll to cross your eyes, but let's just call this performance to keep it in line with everybody okay. else. Go ahead and make a performance check. Ooh, that's an 18. 18. <laughs> The crowd loves it. Everybody there, big historical fan of pornography in Chester's chair. They cross their <laughs> eyes and go, whoa. People are swatting out at the air in front of them. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh, it's like you're in Disneyland in like a, a 3D ride or something. It's like, wow. It's hugely popular. And then, oh, you hear again, and a beating sound. As the next act is called up, Cordy Stonebreak and Mariah Twinrock, two cool teens. Uh, they don't come up on stage. Instead, a group of retainer teens starts to sing "Grease Lightning" from the hit, hit musical Grease. <laughs> I got a foot of five, drives. Oh yeah, Grease, Grease. As uh, the two cool teens, Cordy Stonebreak and Mariah Twinrock, jump onto the stage. Cordy is dressed in a leather jacket and cool shades. Mariah Twinrock has like a puffy tutu type skirt frilly skirt and a cheerleader's jacket and they do cool like john travolta dance moves with each other and clearly they think that they look awesome we'll see if they if they're if the crowd agrees with a performance check with a six everyone sees this for what it is (laughs) it's a strange display of of children thinking that they're like is it ironic or is it not it's not quite clear it does not go over well with a big old six Cordy eventually is going to break character. He looks out at them and says, you all just don't get it. You guys just don't get the appeal of vintage. And he'll grab uh, Mariah and they leave. Midway through his little speech, Jeremiah gongs him to get off the stage. Great. Yeah, you, you gong him early. And they'll leave. They don't go back to sit down. They just leave. They walk out the door and go home. The next act, Kyle Jobs and... There's a hush over the room as a tall, not super well-built man, balding, 
in his 60s, little glasses, comes up on stage. He's wearing a black turtleneck and jeans. He holds his hands together. He says, Namaste. Invention. Creativity. These are things we take for granted, but they are not just things. They are identity. Introducing Cool Stone. He pulls out of his pocket a rock. (laughs) If you ever feel so hot that you need to cool down, you place Cool Stone on the back of your neck (laughs) for instant relief. Jeremiah raises his hand. Is it compatible with Hot Stone? It is. Thank you for asking. Oh my gosh, the ecosystem. Can I cast distort value on the cool stone? Yeah, what do you want to change it to? Um, so distort value can make an object better or more valuable, but it can also make an object look less valuable. So um, you can cast a spell on an object no more than one foot on his side, and you can reduce its perceived value by half with the help of illusory scratches, dents, and other unsightly features. It's a crude penis, like a graffiti thing, just right Albert on penis. the cool stone. <laughs> <laughs> you draw an Albert penis on the on the front of cool stone? A crude penis. Crude penis is his cousin. <laughs> uh, crude penis is what you get when you turn safe search on when you're looking up that caveman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could you make a sleight of hand check to avoid his detection? Not super high DC. You're sitting in the judge's booth. I rolled a 13. 13. He holds cool stone in his head as everybody begins to... <laughs> people notice and start to laugh at him. He, this is uh, a malfunction. Something is going wrong. Sorry. I just... He puts it down uh, as the laughs get louder. He says, you know what? I didn't want to be here anyways. I'm from the Breeze Top Estates, and none of you can afford my products anyways. So, I'll take my cool stone, and I'll be on my cool way. And he's going to also walk off angrily. Your first glimpse at someone from the Breeze Top Estates, as he leaves the building. So far, about three of these, three of the seven have just fully left (laughs) after their performance. Dong, the chime, the the gong chimes again, and you hear... Summer's Bounty and flying onto the middle of the stage is Summer's Bounty. He hovers there in the air, flapping his wings just so the bright light makes his fur glisten and gleam. Someone very well kept uh, takes care of him, brushing his eyebrows back, making his fur perfect. His denim doll clothes <laughs> Beautifully cleaned and pressed. A crude shirt and shorts. No indecent bats here. <laughs> I cast Druid Craft okay. from the judge's um, table. I go, oh my god, not only is that bat handsome, but he's going to tell us the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and Summer's Bounty summons up all of his courage. He closes his eyes for a moment, trying to speak, and then says, And then 
covers his mouth in shame, <gasps> no, falling no, down to the ground. Gonna, gonna freak out. Man, minor illusion, the sound of cheering. <laughs> you can't. You have minor illusion, the sound of cheering. <laughs> there's, there's the fake sound of cheering as Summer's mouth. He can't do it though. He's tried his best, and he flies. He's going to fly up. He looks to you, Clegg. Are you going to call him back, or he'll yeah, fly for the yeah. door? Like standing on the table, her arms outstretched. Great. He flies to you, he meets your grasp, gives you a big hug, and he'll crawl back out to to hang under your hat. He'll crawl actually inside the hat and hang inside of it. He says, you did your best. (laughs) You told the weather to everyone. (laughs) Now everyone knows what the weather's going to be tomorrow. (laughs) Um, This is not necessary at all, but Druidcraft does require input from the DM as to what the weather will be tomorrow. It's a it's a little sensory little effect. It's like an orb, like a pretty orb for the sun. Oh, I see. The room instantly gets more humid. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the weather here is already hot and sticky almost every day. In the room, it's like, did somebody like turn a fan off? Because it's getting <laughs> stickier. Like, so Summer's Bounty, you did a great job. Everyone is so proud of you. Now everyone knows it will be as hot and sticky tomorrow as it is today. And for that, you should be proud. Is he still in the hat or could I put him on the judge's table? He'll crawl out and sit out on the judge's table. Yeah, a little tiny judge's table on top of the judge's table. Right. The gong rings again. Boom. This time you hear. And rustling around. Kyle also is going to go. Did, it, uh, did anybody hear that? Oh, whatever. Baggy! And a half-orc woman with beautiful pink buns. Uh, she's wearing, uh, like, pajamas. Cool, fancy, frilly <laughs> pajamas. She'll come up on stage. She's She looks over at all of you. Although she's physically intimidating, you can tell in her eyes that she's gentle and soft. And she says, I made this. And she pulls out a flower arrangement, and I'm going to roll for beauty. Oh. It's a 13. It's pretty good. You know, you've seen better, but she yeah. clearly worked real hard on it. She's made like a wreath of flowers. She says, uh, uh, this is my talent. Like is so taken with Baggy, who is not a male Shrek, that click will cast Druid Craft yeah, and like- make the flowers bloom on the... <gasps> she looks down like she did it. <gasps> Wow, I'm good. <laughs> Jeremiah yeah, flex. it goes over pretty well with the audience with a nice 13. Wow, she's so cool. Gong, the gong rings again. Sude and Milel Basha. We hear, woohoo, boy, howdy, here we go. As two, two happy people run up on stage, ba-bam, ba-bam. They're two humans. They both look like sexy veterinarians, but they, they seem to be brother and sister. Sexy vets, they're dressed like sexy vets. They're sexy vets. So this is a podcast, so the the confused, uh, disgusted looks don't quite translate into <laughs> audio form, but all three players uh, did not like that term. What, uh, what branch were they in, the sexy vets? Yes. Veterinarians, veterinarians. Veterinarians, got it. Work more with paws than branches. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. I get those confused all the time. Yeah. You can cut that joke too, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> they say, we're here from the Lesser Oroch Rescue and Rehabilitation oh. to show a little bit about our work. Hey, come on out here, Scrumbus. Woo! And they'll blow their fingers. Scrumbus! 
and a lesser Orok runs out. An Orok, of course, is a huge bull, like larger than a normal bull, proud and strong. A lesser Orok, such as this, is about the size of a dog and has a much higher pitched voice. Uh, so you see this tiny bull come run out, go, that's adorable. As he boom, jumps up and uh, jumps onto the stage. Sude and uh, Malel Basha, they set up like a dog agility course and then hop, 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 hop. They'll run the little bull <laughs> through the agility course and I'll roll for his performance. I'm also going to stand on the table with the crossbow just in case he eyes the hot dogs. <laughs> Great. Scrumbus is quite well behaved and so he does not even look at the hot dogs as he rolls an Doesn't 18. <laughs> an 18 performance. Oh my gosh. Is pretty impressive. The crowd loves it. In fact, chants of scrum, miss, scrum, miss, scrum began breaking out as the two sexy vets take their bow and leave. Gong. And next is. Wow, there's a lot of these. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> God, Jesus. If only someone could control that. <laughs> <laughs> the show must I go on. I have done like half as many as these. No, more rope tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I like some dead ones in there. Anyways, next is the children's chorus of the Towers Schoolhouse. And the children all gather up on stage in two lines, height order, as Miss Maggie Lacey stands out in front of them and says, and one, and two. And the children sing uh, Hallelujah. I heard there was a sacred God. In beautiful uh, multi-part harmony, we'll roll for performance. A big, sweet or <laughs> It's out of tune. They, sit, they come in at the wrong time. Holla, 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 holla. The acoustics in uh, here are uh, terrible. Plus, the children are drunk. Miss so, Mag- I, I know that the implication here is that the children did a bad job, but I just love if they do a perfect performance and they just get booed relentlessly. <laughs> 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 boo, it's played out. We don't care about kids, boo. Can I, can I tell if Jackson is there? Yeah, you look around. Jackson Fisher is there. Is it too late for me to use my portent roll? It's not too late to portent this. Yeah, I'll allow a portent. I'll portent this to a 16. Whoa. And I'll make begrudging eye contact with Miss Maggie. As you do so. It starts off poorly. The students are, are stepping on each other. And then suddenly it clicks into place. Miss Maggie Lathy looks over at you. She understands what you've done. As Jackson Fisher is filled with confidence, <laughs> he looks over to you. You hear very quietly, I can do this, Miss Clegg. <laughs> and he'll sing. He busts out an impromptu solo. He sings, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> the other students join in, Hallelujah. It's beautiful and fills the room. How are all these children baritones? All the, all the kids are baritones, <laughs> yes. With a gong, you hear again, ma, 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 and... Is the sound, like, animal, or is it... Yeah, I was going to ask, Do I we... was wondering if I missed a detail. <laughs> Make like a perception a check. Make a perception check. Are we all rolling? Clegg, yeah. you, you spotted it first. Go ahead and go first. 12. I also got a 12. I got an 11. <laughs> With some sweet 12s and 11s, you're like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? As the next voice rings out, Tile! 
all the lights turn out in the building. It's a full minute before the spotlight on center stage. Kyle is nude except for a tight-fitting Speedo. Oh my god. He's in between sitting at the judges' tables and this moment. He has shaved the rest of his balding head. It is now polished and bright bald. His dome reflects in this spotlight and he begins to move bending himself, thrusting with great power, breaking like a delicate pedal, and I'll roll for Tile. Tile has a modifier. He rolled an 8, but Tile has a modifier. Most of these people are rolling straight. Tile's got a plus 6. Whoa. In his real stat block. Not to a lot of things, but he is good at this. For a 14 from Tile. It's not his best performance. He's a little nervous. But he leaps into the air, blocking out the spotlight before crashing back down. He ends up in a puddle. And as you look around the edges of the puddle, there's like a little vomit <laughs> in the puddle. Oh. He like, didn't quite do as well as he wanted to. And he stands back up. The lights turn out. And as, when they turn back on, he's sitting at his judge's table. He'll look over at you all and go, that was pretty good. Clay's looking dead forward. Like not. <laughs> I thought that was good. You got some vomit on the side of your mouth. Sorry. We got a couple more. 14 to be exact. The next is Sir Alistair Turtle. As this wiry old man gets up, by this point, booze already start to emanate from the crowd. He gets up and says, Oh, yes, um, well, let me tell you what used to be so great about Chester's chair. It was a wonderful place back in the day. Half as many people here, much better. (laughs) And you gong him right away. I gong him right away. As the crowd seems to join you in this, it's like, Boo, get out of here! You got gong, man! He went, I didn't even get to say my whole thing! Ah, fine. Forget it. Jeremiah, walk Jeremiah off. has like a, a quick power trip of being like, I started this. People listen to me. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Next, Kyle says, Albert Penis. Albert Penis, what would you like to do? Well, I... I'm going to walk up on the stage. I'm going to go around the back so I can emerge with... Because we established there's nobody playing music, right? There's nobody playing music. Okay. So I'm going to walk out to the middle of the stage. I'm going to bring out my unfolding table. Mm-hmm. I'm going to unfold it. It's going to take a little bit. Yeah. I'm a little, it's fine, but I figured it out. All right. So I set down all 99 hot dogs on the folding table. <laughs> I'm going to crack my knuckles. I'm going to look to the crowd and say... Try not to fall in love with me. (laughs) (laughs) And you begin eating hot dog after hot dog. But I roll performance. So this is going to be a combination roll. You're going to roll for how quickly you're able to eat the hot dogs. And then you're also going to roll for being able to keep these hot dogs down as you eat 99 of them. So first, go ahead and roll performance. Or your 18. Whoa. Wow. Very nice. (laughs) A strong start for Albert. You're going for all 99 right now. Uh-huh. A strong start to the performance is hot dog after hot dog gets knocked back with an 18. I won't make you count all the way up to 99. That's that is too much. But I'll say with 18, uh you get a good third of them done in record time. You're moving fast even for yourself. Please make the first of a few constitution saving throws to keep 18. down. 18. Wow. Jeremiah is just jaw to the ground right now. It's an incredible feat. The room is silent. The air is still as Albert Penis goes hot dog after hot dog. I just want to say that as he's doing this and like really taking the hot dogs down, like his eyes are watering. 
He's just thinking the whole time, if only the people from my town could see me now. Wow. Go ahead and make another performance check. Six. A six. A shaky middle. It's you started off confident, maybe moving a little too fast. You're having to get back on pace. You slow down through the second, the second leg here, losing the crowd a little bit. They're a little scared for you. Make another constitution saving throw. 19, 19, but you keep it down. And now please make one final performance check for the home stretch. Here we go. 11 and 11. You have just enough courage and power to get over the finish line. Though it's not quite as beautifully executed as you want to, you still finish with an overall success. 18, 6, and 11 is an overall success. You finish the 99 hot dogs in impressive time. It wouldn't be, if it was three fours, you would finish them, but it would take like 45 minutes and it wouldn't be that cool. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. I think it's right, just a guy eating hot dogs. Check? And please go ahead and roll that final constitution check. 21 Whoa. beautiful sticks the landing you can let out one huge a burp if you if you want as you are I'm settled pause mm-hmm. i'm gonna strike a pose and then just absolutely rip throat all over the dang Whoa. place great there's by the time you end there's a standing ovation <laughs> oh yeah sounds like yeah, a heavy metal woo. singer from uh, finland sorry, i'm gonna try to roll i'm gonna try to do a, can i roll acrobatics to try to do a backflip yeah so <laughs> 17. Oh my god. 17. You do a backflip. It's huge. It's huge. I'm going to go back to the table now and just sit with my hand in my pants again. <laughs> wow, great. Oh, wait, there's, more than, there's multiple Ooh. rounds, huh? There's two rounds. Maybe I shouldn't have eaten online. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. You're not out of hot dogs. Jeremiah is just in awe at this point. Just can't, just still, just clapping, just slowly. Wow, I've never seen anything like that. As Tile reaches to announce the last name, you hear a small cracking sound, like wood splintering somewhere. Again, again. As the stage itself cracks in the middle, emerging from the bottom is a chimpanzee. (laughs) Oh my god. He's not wearing clothes or anything else that would signify he's a special chimpanzee. <laughs> he's a normal chimpanzee. He looks at all of you. He says, Well, he doesn't say anything. He goes, Oh, I'll oh. cast, I'll use my last spell slot to cast speak with animals. Ooh, you cast speak with animals. Then, as you do, you are the only one to hear. He says, For Princeville. And he'll throw flying snakes <laughs> into the air. Oh my god. Wow, wow, wow. Four of them. Do the snakes say anything? Uh, the snakes all go for Princeville. As Are they, they venomous? They may or may not be venomous. I'm going to roll perception check. Yeah, go ahead. Nine. Uh, with a nine, you can't tell. Okay, I'm going to roll. What do I need to roll to try to swallow the snakes like a hot dog in midair? <gasps> Yo. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say that's an athletics check against their DC. Like that's their ability to evade you. And it's athletics, not acrobatics or. Oh, sorry. Acrobatics, right? acrobatics, yes, great. an acrobatics check against their, against their AC. 16. Albert penis leaps into the air with a 16 <gasps> open mouth. And you swallow <laughs> one of these flying snakes whole. Uh, they have a few hit points, so you're going to have to make a bite attack, I guess against right. them. <laughs> 
Um, what would I go, roll for that? Like a D4 or something? Yeah, go ahead and roll a D4. And I'll say you can add your strength modifier to it. Great. Strength modifier is plus zero. I rolled a four. <laughs> a four is pretty good, though they have five hit points, so it is still just barely a little bit alive as it uh, wiggles around in your throat. And as this monkey looks at you, uh, seemingly commanding the, the remaining three flying snakes, I'll have everybody roll initiative. And yes. for the very first time, and I think we're at time. I think this yeah. will be an ultimate cliffhanger ending. Whoa. As a monkey, wow. a chimpanzee bursts out of the stage, throws four flying snakes in the air. Albert Penis mostly eats one. <laughs> and we will see how the rest of this battle goes next week whoa wow thank you all so much for listening oh my gosh thank you for Woo! hosting alex oh yeah oh no i thought you were thanking us for a second we just thank you players for playing <laughs> we're all good listeners thank all of you listeners for listening thank you players for playing this is so yeah. much fun to do this thank you dms for dming thank you and we will be back next week to see what happens <laughs> hey, to see if albert penis can swallow the snake in his mouth <laughs> Not a euphemism. Bye bye! Yay! Yay. Yay. Snakes and